Spirit, we thank you. Eternal Lord, we thank you. I give you praise and honor. We ask that today you shed more light into your word and enable us, O oh God, to become partakers of this divine form and divine nature, even though we are in this realm. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for families. I ask that your spirit is stretched out on individuals here, on families represented, and grant us a testimony of this beautiful spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, we want to teach about the alliance of spirits. Hallelujah. The alliance of spirits. And I pray that God will bless you even as we do this. Amen. The alliance of spirits. Glory, glory, glory to Jesus. I believe you will be so blessed as we do this. Amen. Amen. The alliance of spirits. If you know somebody who is who loves God and loves spiritual things, you want to call them. This is good. Amen. Amen. So the power, I'm going to be focusing on the power of the Spirit's Alliance. And I'm not talking about any strange spirit. I'm talking about the alliance between our human spirits and the Spirit of God or the Proton Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It is common knowledge to every one of us here that humans were created in the image of God and in the likeness of God. Now, God, as we know, is a spirit being. And so when Bible says in Genesis 2, 7, that when God formed the earth, of, you know, formed man out of the earth, he breathed into him the breath of life. That breath of life is the spirit. Now he breathed into him that spirit. And it was that spirit that enabled humans or us to, to become living beings, to become living beings or living souls. The, the beauty of this is that the, our reflection of the image of God is more spiritual than it is physical. So our reflection of God's image being created in his likeness is more of a spiritual reflection than it is a physical reflection. And so what happens is that so long as this spirit being remains connected to God, so long as this spirit being remains connected to the primordial spirit, to the original spirit, that that semblance of God is able to continue. Now, what I want you to realize is that the spirit, our spirit, as long as it remains in our body, then that body or that flesh, that physical jacket or coat has the ability to live. We call it it's alive, right? So, so, but when when the spirit leaves the body, then we call that body it being dead. All right. I want you to understand that. The body cannot exist without the spirit. So once the spirit in us leaves, what happens is that 
the body returns to the earth. Ecclesiastes says that then the body will return to the earth from which it came and the spirit will go up to the law. So the human body, the covering, the human body cannot exist without the spirit within. But look, listen to this. There, there is harmony between, and I'm praying today that God would shed light on you to understand this. It's a deep teaching, and I pray, and it's a very spiritual teaching. It's a very, very spiritual teaching. Hallelujah. And I'm praying that you will be ready for this. Listen, even though the spirit is what gives life, even though the spirit, with the, the body without the spirit cannot live, there is actually this harmony that goes on between the spirit and the body. So that harmony, and when you read the scriptures, it says, and it creates a living soul and all that. So I'm just emphasizing that there's harmony that goes on, and it is important for us to function in this earth realm. Now, one thing I wanted to realize today is that death, as we commonly know, is when we think that when the body ceases to live, right? That's how we we understand death, that when the body suffers great damage, when your heart stops beating, when there's a crash, when there's something, there's sickness, there's infirmity, there's something that the body cannot contain, then we get to a point and say the body has died. And then when that body dies, what happens is that the spirit goes back to the Lord, all right? So that's the main thing we understand with death. But I, I want you to listen to me well because... The body cannot live without the spirit. However, however, the spirit, even when the body suffers damage, okay? So, so we know death is when the body suffers damage. You say he got sick and he died. That's our understanding. But there's another form of understanding, which is not very obvious to people, is that the spirit, even in an intact body, even in a body that has not suffered any affliction, the spirit can also determine whether death happens or not. And this is the reason. If the spirit lives for whatever reason, not because the body is damaged, but if the spirit leaves the body for whatever reason, that person will die. And it's not because he had a sickness. It's not because he was involved in a car wreck. It's not because he has suffered anything. It's because there was a spiritual reason that required the spirit to exit. I think there's a scripture in Isaiah. I don't know if Dr. Chief can find it. He says that the righteous die early and people do not. I think it's Ecclesiastes somewhere. He says, and people do not ask why. Because God is taking them out of like trouble or sorrow. You understand? So there are some cases of death where it is not the cessation of the body, but rather the exit of the spirit, regardless of the state of the body. That's what I want you to understand. And that's that's forming the premise of my teaching. Because death, as people commonly know, is when something happens to the body, and then so they know that the person dies, so the spirit goes. That's that's fine. However, there are, there are people who have suffered more serious things than other people suffered physically and still did not die. 
All right. Yes, I think he found the scripture for us. And that's Isaiah 57, verse 1. It says, the righteous perishes, and no man takes it to heart. Merciful people are taken away, while no one considers that right, the righteous is being taken away from evil. Isaiah 57, verse 1. Okay, so this is explaining the principle that I'm talking about. That death is not only when there's affliction in the body, but there are times when your spirit is permitted to live for whatever reason. And this is one of the reasons when God himself decides to take the righteous and exempt them from an impending evil, then regardless of the physical state of that person, they will die because God takes their spirit. Glory to Jesus. Now that you understand that, I like that. The second thing I want you to realize is that just as the, the, the body cannot live without a spirit, I want you to know that damage to the body, which results in the departure of the spirit, leads to death. But it is not every damage to the body that leads to death. And I want to explain it well. I know it's very deep, but I'm going to try to teach it well. So when your spirit leaves, there is nothing you can do. Whether your body is good, whether you are the most fittest person on the gym, whether you have good heart, it doesn't matter. When the spirit says, I'm going, that's it. You are done. Now, however, when the body gets a crash beyond repair, According to our natural life, we say, okay, he's going to die because he's losing everything. But it's not the case every time because there are some people who suffer even terrible things and don't die. Now, this is the secret. The spirit has an ability to decide whether to sustain a body that is failing or to give up on a body that is failing. And that is the, the difference between the spirit and the human and the flesh. When the spirit decides to go, the flesh cannot bargain. The flesh cannot do anything that that human body will die. But when the flesh has failed to the point of death, the spirit can go or the spirit can decide to stay and help that failing flesh to survive it. That's what I'm trying to teach. All right. Now we saw that there are some times when the spirits leave. So we saw one of them when God himself calls the righteous to go, all right? Now, the, the, the second thing is, uh, even in uh, Genesis chapter 4, you know, Genesis chapter 4, verse 10, when Cain killed Abel. Now, sometimes spirits exit our body for different reasons. Sometimes spirits cry to the Lord, get me out of this body. I want to leave this body. Why? Because of many reasons. It could be corruption of the body. It could be great sin. Or it could be even vengeance. Now, look at this thing. Now, Genesis chapter 4, Genesis chapter 4, verse number 9 and 10. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Okay. Now, and he said, then the Lord said to Abel, Cain, what have you done for the voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed. He says, the voice of your brother's blood, the blood of Abel was crying for vengeance in death. That is strange, right? 
Now, when you read Leviticus 17, verse number 11, the Bible says that the life is in the blood. The life is in the blood. Now, what gives the human or the creature life is the spirit. John 63, Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. It is the spirit that quickened. The flesh profited nothing. The words I speak, they are spirit. Now, the, it was that breath, it was that spirit that made that creature alive. And Leviticus says that that spirit, the life, is in the blood. So when we see from Genesis 14, and we are talking about that Abel's blood was crying out, is the same as the spirit of Abel was crying out to God. Maybe it was just the spirit of Abel, or can I say something even deeper? Or it was the spirit of Abel's posterity, Abel's children's children. It was the voices, those voices that were crying out to God that their lives had been truncated. So there are times when, regardless of the physical state of the body, the spirit can depart. Now, in Genesis chapter 18, you don't have to show it. The Bible said that God told Abraham, he said, that the cry of Sodom has come to me. The outcry of Sodom has come to me. I understand well that it was the cry of the oppressed. It was the cry of people who were abused. It was the cry. But that cry that moved God to come into Sodom was both a spiritual cry and a physical cry. Now, the emphasis of the spiritual outcry is that the spirits that God put into these bodies were being corrupted to the extent that those spirits now cry out also to the Lord. So just like Cain cried out even in death, the spirits of people that become polluted to extreme levels cry to exit the body. So sometimes you realize some people are engaging in some of the most severest form of immorality that destroys and dents against their inward being. It gets to a point, the spirit within that person cries to its maker against the corruption happening in that soul. And that spirit can petition the Lord to be exited. That is what is happening. So Cain's, uh, Abel's spirit says, somebody killed me. The cries of people sometimes, the spirits also speak up. And the Bible said that the life is in the spirit. Hallelujah. The, the life is in the spirit. Glory to Jesus. So those are some of the ways a spirit can go. The second thing we saw already in Isaiah 54, when God calls a spirit out. The third thing is also when there's a conflict in the spirit that, that, that dents this, the, the purity of the spirit. Sometimes you realize some people are just there. They could be people of God or they could be people who are engaged in very terrible there's was, there was a, a young lady that died in Ghana many years ago and knew that it was a cry of the spirit. The, the extent of corruption, she was in the music industry, and the extent of profanity that she was displaying. And she was so early in her life, I, I just looked at her and said, no, 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 no. You see, it gets to a point where it's either God calls you to stop an impending judgment on the righteous, or the spirit in you makes supplication against you. 
the spirit and I'll be teaching how that is possible. So this is the emphasis. This is the background of what I'm trying to teach you today. The alliance of spirits. We have our spirit and that spirit for it to be effective and for you to benefit from that spirit must enter into an alignment with the proton spirit, the primordial spirit or the spirit of God. Romans chapter 8, verse number 16. Romans 8, 16. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 16. He says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. This is what I'm trying to build on. The alliance of spirits is not the the combination of evil spirits. The alliance of spirits is for our benefit. And I'll be teaching you today, and this is where our alliance come here, the spirit of God, the primordial spirit, the proton spirit, that spirit cries, evangelizes, declares, and speaks on our behalf that our spirit, not our body, our spirit, that spirit of God cries and testifies that our spirit is of God, that we children of God, that Holy Spirit, that is his, one of his greatest works, is he stands on your behalf in the spirit and speaks against voices of judgment and speaks against voices of condemnation and tells them this spirit is of God. This spirit belongs to God. This spirit is the Lord. It is this alliance that brings us spiritual and physical benefit. I'm betting you have not really understood this, perhaps, that the alliance, the witness of the spirit, you know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 13, when Paul said, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. Therefore, the alliance of spirits by the Holy Spirit and our spirit is so crucial to the testament or the legitimacy of our spirit childhood or our spiritual parentage that we belong to God, that we belong to God. It is settled by the voice of the Holy Spirit and by the voice of our spirit in unison. Hallelujah. You belong to God. Hallelujah. Now, when these spirits are in alignment, then you set yourself up for wonderful benefits. Are you ready to receive benefits from the spirit like you have never seen before? Glory to Jesus. One of the first benefits of the spirit or the power of the spirit that I'll teach you about today is um from Romans chapter 8, verse number 26. Now, here in Romans 8, 26, we see two kinds of functions of the spirit. Number one, the spirit as a source of strength. And number two, the spirit as an intercessor. Are you ready? He says, likewise, the spirit. He was drawing a parallel between how the world is struggling and creation is struggling and how it's waiting to be redeemed. And he says, likewise, the spirit, the proton spirit, the Holy Spirit helps our weaknesses. This is it. That is the first function we are looking at. Now, the second thing is that the second thing, the B party says, for also, we don't even know how to pray. That is different from the infirmities and weaknesses he's talking about here. Is is different from the next bit. He says we also don't know how to pray, and and how 
how, how we should say the right things in prayer. You know, the Bible says about praying amiss and how we should say the right things in prayer. And he says, when we get there, the spirit himself, again, makes intercessions for us with languages, with groanings, with spiritual codes that cannot be uttered by us physically. Glory to Jesus. So here we see two to three functions, but I will use two because I have another verse to explain the third one. So number one, we see the spirit as a source of strength. The spirit helps our weaknesses. Other versions say it helps our infirmities. The spirit helps our weaknesses. Weaknesses in the flesh and weaknesses in the spirit. Are you listening to me wherever you are? Any form of weakness in our body, any form of weakness even in our spirit, any form of weakness even in our mind, mental weakness, emotional weakness, cardiovascular weakness, weakness in any area, he says that there is help from the spirit of God. The spirit helps our weaknesses. So the spirit, how can he help a weak person? It's by giving him strength. So the spirit is a source of strength. Hallelujah. The spirit is a source of strength. Whatever you are, say to yourself, I receive strength from the spirit. I receive strength from the alliance of spirits in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit does not do this in isolation. He does this on the premise of Romans 8, 16, that there is a witness, that there is a communion between that Holy Spirit and our spirit. And by that alliance, he gives us strength. We see strength for any form of weakness in the name of Jesus. Weakness in our children, weakness in somebody's legs, weakness in somebody's health. The spirit helps that weakness. You have it right now in the blessed name of Jesus. The second function of the spirit from this same scripture is the spirit as an intercessor. Hallelujah. By this alliance of spirit, we are expected to go into the specifics of prayer, even when we have no idea that once we get into that throne room, by the alliance of spirits, the proton spirit leads our spirit to begin to pray, to begin to pray and start decoding things with groanings and utterances that we do not know. Because he knows, the Bible says, he says, for what thing, I think it's First Corinthians 2, what things knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of that man. What things knoweth the things of God, save the spirit of God. He says that, now, this is the spirit that maketh intercession for us. A few months, or I think a year ago, I was getting ready for a very important part of my, you know, my doctoral uh, education. I had to do some presentations and I, I, I thought I was done. I thought I was finished. I had done everything ready. And I was sitting down and as I sat by my notes, I said to the Holy Spirit, I said, sweet spirit, you know them that I'm going to meet tomorrow. If there is anything that they will require that I haven't done, I ask you to lead me to do it now. Lead me to do it. Take over my body and let me do it now. Now, it took me about 30 or 40 minutes. As I kept talking and speaking in my spirit, I realized I started developing a certain PowerPoint and I, mean, I had prepared everything like they wanted. But I still did this thing. And you know what? When I got there, that was the first thing they asked. Do you have a PowerPoint for this particular thing, even though it's not required? 
And I said, yes, I do. The spirit maketh intercessions for us with with quotes and frequencies that cannot be uttered. I remember when I worked at one of the hospitals in Accra and there was a case that had been there for some days and they could not get the actual history of this patient. And the day I got there, I wish I had gotten there earlier. The day I got there, when I stood by the patient, I heard the voice of the intercessor. I heard the voice of intercessor tell me that this is rat poisoning. He says he took rat poison. I ran and told the consultant he took rat poison. They, they confirmed it when the relatives came. They were trying not to talk about it, but they confirmed it. And it was later in, in one of our meetings when one, one of the professors said, so how did you know that the patient had that? One of my friends said, oh, he's a man of God. Oh, you know, listen, he says the spirit, he, he, he reveals things unto us. First Corinthians 2, 9, he said, what things know? Who knows the things in the heart of God or in the heart of a person except the spirit of that person? So we've seen by the alliance of spirits, number one, we have the spirit as a source of strength for our weakness. Number two, we have the spirit as an intercessor in the name of jesus right now you are entering into prayer after this session and you are praying specifically as you pray in the spirit as you yield to the leadership of the proton spirit that he will now pray you into things you have no idea of glory to jesus the third function of the spirit i want you to see the force of the spirit the third one i want you to see is the spirit as a sustainer of health as a sustainer of health and this is beautiful and this is wonderful and i hope it blesses somebody listening proverbs chapter 18 verse number 14. proverbs chapter 18 verse number 14 glory glory to jesus Proverbs 18 14 and we can go from there he says the spirit of a man all right let's wait for it proverbs 18 14. he says the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. Come on. The spirit of a person will sustain them in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? Now, I'll talk about the broken spirit towards the end of this submission. So right now, we are on the third function of the spirit, and that is that the spirit as a sustainer of health. So the spirit as a sustainer of health. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus, the spirit as a sustainer of health. And we've seen that from Proverbs 18, 14. It says that the spirit of a person, the spirit, the spirit, your spirit, not the Holy Spirit, your spirit, but it works through the alliance with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so your spirit shall sustain you. So, so I told you something in the beginning, and I know it may be hard for people, that the body cannot exist if the spirit decides to go. And normally what we understand with death is when there is a decay or a destruction of the body to an extent that it is not savable and it cannot be salvaged, then the spirit exists. But there are times, regardless of the damage on the body, that could cause an exit of the spirit. The spirit, hear the decisions and the directions of the almighty God, the spirit can stay. And so you realize there are some people, they, they suffer there are people who have suffered terrible accidents and car wrecks, severe ones, and they still didn't die. And there are people who suffer something very 
or compared to that, and they die. You understand? Now, the difference is the work of the spirit, that the spirit, the spirit, especially if that spirit has, a, has an assignment, if that spirit has a function, if that spirit through the alliance has something great to do, I'm telling you, that spirit, according to the, 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 the direction of God, the spirit can stay. And we see in Proverbs 18, verse number 14, it says that the spirit of a person can sustain them in sickness. All right. Now, I want to teach on that. And second verse to support that, and we'll talk about the broken spirit later. But second verse to support that is in Proverbs 17, 22. And I will just quote it. He says, a merry heart or a merry spirit does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A merry heart does good like medicine, but the broken spirit dries the bones. So we are again looking at this. The, 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 third, the third function we are looking at now is the spirit as a sustainer of health. Lift up your right hand wherever you are and say, my health is sustained by the spirit. My health is sustained by the spirit. My health is sustained by the spirit. This is the Bible. This is what the word of God says. He says that the spirit of a person shall sustain them in their sickness. This is physical infirmity. And he's saying your spirit can keep you in those times. My Jesus. How? This is emphasizing an activity of our own spirit. An activity of our own spirit. The benefit of the power of the spirit is in the flesh and in the body. The one that hosts the spirit. The one that hosts the spirit. This, this, this spirit that is in us, when it aligns with the Holy Spirit, we see here that even when your mortal body suffers any form of affliction, depending on the health or the status of your spirit, your spirit can sustain. Ah, Jesus Christ. My goodness. My goodness. Now, we've seen the spirit as a source of strength. We've seen the spirit as an intercessor. Here we are seeing the spirit as a sustainer and a very critical determinant in our health. He says that if your spirit is healthy, and I'll teach you how to have a healthy spirit. If your spirit is healthy, if your spirit is strong, if your spirit is right, and that spirit is connected to the proton spirit, he says right now that that spirit shall sustain your body. Listen, the natural thing for people is the body fails and the spirit departs. But there are some people that the body is not permitted to fail by the strength of the spirit. Right now, receive strength in your spirit. I say receive strength in your spirit. I say receive strength in your spirit. This is the word of God. It does not change. It does not lie. Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but this word shall stay. I'm praying for somebody who needs an intercessor. I'm praying for somebody who is weak in any part of their body or health. I'm praying for somebody who needs a sustenance in their health that the spirit in them receives strength from the alliance of the Holy Spirit and ministers healing and sustains them right now in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit now release strength. Your spirit is releasing as you take your tablets, as you go for hospital, as you go for therapy, something else is also happening. The spirit in you is giving some support. The spirit in you. Now, let me teach that word. That word there 
you know, sustains other verses endures. That word there is of the origin that says cool. It means to stop something, to keep it in check, to restrain something. Hallelujah. To support something. So the Bible is telling us a great secret in Proverbs 18 that the spirit, a healthy spirit, a healthy spirit shall keep in check afflictions of the physical body. A healthy spirit, hallelujah. A healthy spirit, hallelujah, shall restrain cancer. A healthy spirit shall restrain lymphomas. A healthy spirit shall restrain afflictions in the body. He says the spirit of a person shall sustain them, shall restrain the affliction, shall restrain the decay, shall restrain. As chapter 28 or so, I told you about uh, Paul at, at the island of Malta when that viper bit him. The spirit in that guy restrained the poison. The spirit in that guy restrained the effect. He said, the spirit of a person shall sustain them in their affliction. Right now, in the name of Jesus, let your spirit receive a revival and begin to function and restrain things. Any infirmity in your body, any weakness in your body, any weakness in the spirit, there is a restraining order from your spirit against them now in Jesus' mighty name. Say, restrain. Say restrain, say restrain in the name of Jesus. The spirit as a sustainer of health. The spirit, the first one we discussed was the spirit as an intercessor, the spirit as a source of strength, and the third one, the spirit as a sustainer of health. Receive the sustenance now in Jesus, Jesus Martinet. The fourth function of power of the spirit. So we, are, we can we can actually discuss them as the powers of the spirit. Now the fourth power of the spirit is the spirit as a life giver, the spirit as a revivalist, the spirit as a quickener of our mortal bodies. Are you here? I'm telling somebody right now that the progression of natural things in our bodies will not be as that for classical people because of the spirit supply. Paul said in his prayer, he said, and I believe by the supply of the spirit of Jesus, by the supply of the spirit, receive, receive, receive the supply, the vitamins of the spirit, the chemotherapy of the spirit, receive the supply that comes from the spirit into your body right now in the name of Jesus. I receive it in my body. I receive it for my wife's body. I receive it for my children's body. You receive that right now for the spirit not only makes intercession, for the spirit not only helps our weaknesses, but the spirit sustains your sickness right now. And that word there is to restrain it restrains it now in Jesus' mighty name. And the fourth power of the Spirit is the Spirit as a life giver. The Spirit as a revivalist, as a reviver of lives. The Spirit as a quickener. Romans chapter 8, verse number 11. Romans chapter 8, verse number 11. I feel blessed already. Are you blessed? This is so good. Praise the name of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. Glory, glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. 
Now Romans 8, 11, here we go. It says that, but if the spirit, but if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, now note, note the difference. The name here is Jesus. If the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if that spirit dwells in you, it's already in us, right? It's that spirit that bears witness with our spirits. So the spirit's alliance is confirming the legitimacy of our spiritual status, that we are God's children, that we belong to him. That is why we have the ability and the right to cry, Abba, Father. Slaves could not call their masters, Abba, Father, Abba, or Ima. They couldn't say that. But now, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, Second Corinthians 31, our matter is established both by the indwelling spirit of God and our inward spirit. So here, now Paul continues to say, if you are one of the people who has this alliance of spirits and the spirit of God is in you, I want to make reference to this, that the spirit, this spirit is the one that raised Jesus, historical Jesus, God incarnate, the man Jesus, raised him from the dead. If you have that same spirit, then that same spirit who gave life to Jesus will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. So we can we can re-paraphrase re this and say that the spirit that raised Jesus, if that spirit is in you, then by the alliance of that spirit and your spirit, as he resurrected him, the, the physical flesh, that's why he used Jesus there. And the second time he says Christ now, when he resurrected him from his state into his glorious state as a Christ, that same spirit will quicken your mortal body, will give life to your mortal body. Listen, listen. The benefit of the spirit's alliance that I'm emphasizing today is on the physical body, is on the human flesh, and this is legit and in the word of God. He says here that the spirit that resurrected Christ from Naz Jesus of Nazareth, that took his dead body and brought him up, that same spirit. And I know this is in reference to our resurrection, you know, for the second coming. I, I understand that. But he's making emphasis that that spirit quickened a dead physical body. And so he says that same spirit will give life to your mortal bodies also. Receive, 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 receive. Receive the power of this alliance in the name of Jesus. Listen, appropriate this message for any area of yourself, for your ovaries, for your mental health, for your physical health, for your cardiovascular health. Begin to speak things. Man of God, show me this scripture. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I think verse 11, thereabout. He says that, uh, verse 11b, I believe so. He says that the life of Jesus may be visible in my mortal body. The life of Jesus may be visible in my mortal body. Are you listening to me at all? Right now, I don't know if it's found it. There's something like that. I read it a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. For who had delivered for Jesus' sake, that the B part is what I want. That the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh, in our mortal body. Are you listening? He's saying something that the life of Jesus shall be made visible in your mortal body. Your body will respond to your body will display the life of Jesus. Do you know the life of Jesus? 
is the Zoe life. This is the life that created all things. This is the life that sustains all things. This is the life that gave a derivative of life to created things. And the Bible is assuring us that even though you may be going through some afflictions mentally, spiritually, physically, whatever it is, he says that those afflictions that is working in there is so that the life of Jesus, somebody screamed the life of Jesus, the life of Jesus shall be visible. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Somebody is about to see the life of Jesus in their body. The life of Jesus in their body. The life of Jesus will show up in your next laboratory results. The life of Jesus will be visible ah, when you sleep and wake up. The life of Jesus will be manifest in your children's health. He says, for the spirit that raised him from the dead, that spirit again quickens and gives life to your mortal bodies. Kaba such a sweet word. Oh my goodness. I am so blessed already. Such a good word. That spirit is alive. That spirit is alive. That spirit is alive. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. If you are listening to me and you are going to any physical infirmity, in the name of Jesus, he says that the spirit in you by the alliance with the Holy Spirit shall sustain you. Be sustained in the name of Jesus. Be sustained in the name of Jesus. Be sustained in the name of Jesus. Be sustained. Say, I shall be sustained. Say, I am sustained. Say, I am sustained. Hallelujah. This is the power of the Spirit as a life giver. As a life giver. My goodness. I'm waiting for my first resurrection. I'm going to resurrect somebody. I will lay my hands on somebody and they will come to life. Physically, I'm telling you, the spirit of God, I had an experience. I was alone. A young baby was gasping. I was alone. I was a young doctor. I said, my Jesus, what am I going to do? I was alone. I will never forget. I took the gasping baby. I took the baby out of all the things. I went into the, one of the rooms. I shut the door. I knelt down, held that baby up. I don't know the baby from anywhere. I held the baby up. I looked to Jesus. I said, leave. Come and sit here. He wasn't dead yet. He was just gasping. I said, leave. Not on my watch. No. Leave. Suddenly the gasping ceased. I said, yes. Yes. Now let's go back. And I went and put the baby down. May my young day. Let there be life. Look. Uh, we are going to get there. We are not there, but we will get there. That the spirit sustains infirmity. That the spirit sustains infirmity. That the spirit gives life. Life to them. This is it. Are you ready? This is it. This is it. Are you ready? Receive a quickening now. Pray this prayer wherever you are. Say, Holy Spirit, bring my spirit into alliance with you. And let me benefit from the power of this alliance in my body. Let me benefit from the power of this alliance in my health. Let me benefit from the power of this alliance in my spirit, in my life, in my finances, in Jesus' mighty name. You qualify for this? Begin to tap into it right now. I say you qualify for this? Begin to tap it right now. In the mighty, mighty name 
Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Point number five. The power number five. The spirit as a witness. And we've looked at that already. In Romans 8, 16, he says, you don't have to show it. He says, likewise, the spirit himself bears witness. The spirit testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. Somebody is taking your name to a fetish. Somebody is taking your name to a cult. Somebody is taking your children's name somewhere. Listen, you know, our Christianity, especially of the African and the Pentecostal one, we have emphasized evil and wickedness so much as opposed to the power of God. Today, I want to do the reverse. Listen, there's a testimony in the spirit concerning your identity. Halabasheketeria. I said there is a testimony in the spirit concerning your identity. And that identity is sealed by the mouth of two witnesses that the primordial spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, with your spirit affirms the legitimacy of your adoption in Christ as a child of God. Scream, I am a child of God. Scream, I belong to God. Scream, I am not an orphan belong to God. Now, this is settled. That person that took your name, that person that took something about you, that person that took it, let them take it. At the verge of their altar, when they are about to make sacrifices and they call your name, your father will appear there. The primordial spirit will appear there. The spirit that hovered over the waters will appear. The Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead will appear to that little God somewhere in that shrine and say, why are you demanding the name of my child? Because this identity is sealed. He said, the spirit is your witness. He best counsel. He endorses you. I said, there is no evil. Numbers 11, he said, there is no enchantment against Israel. There is no divination against Jacob. That shall stand. Glory to God. Isaiah says that this surely they shall gather together but not by me and they shall fall. Ah, he said they shall take counsel and it shall come to naught. Why? For God is with us. There is a witness in your favor about your identity. About your identity. About your identity. A few days ago I was working to some strange dream. When I got up, I said, thank you, Lord. No power over me. You have no power over my children. You have no power over my wife. Our identity is sealed by the witness of the Spirit. Scream, I am a child of God. Hallelujah. So in the realms of the Spirit, there's an advocate for you. In the realms of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost bears witness for you. Are you with me at all? Now, the seed power of the Spirit. Are you being blessed? The seed power of the alliance of the Spirit, that the benefit that it comes with is the Spirit as a source of expression and utterance. See, expression and utterance. The Spirit as a source of expression and utterance. My goodness, my goodness. Acts chapter 2. When you read verse 1 to 4, he says that, and they were when the day of Pentecost came, and they were all in one place, and suddenly the Spirit came as the sound of a mighty rushing wind upon them. Glory to Jesus, and they filled them, and they and 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 they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak. They began to speak with tongues with different languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
they began to speak. They began to speak. They began to express themselves in different languages as the spirit gives them utterance. Their spirit is a source of utterance. Their spirit is a source of expression. When you read First Samuel chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, the Bible says, and God gave Saul a new heart, which is a new spirit. And when the spirits of the prophet came upon him, he began to prophesy. When you read the gospels in the book of Acts, it says, and when they called Peter, James, and John, and they stood before the elders, then they saw the boldness with which they spoke. They realized that they had the spirit that Jesus had. Glory to Jesus. He said that when they shall bring you before the Sahindrin, do not be afraid or worry about what to say. For at that same moment, the Holy Spirit shall grant you utterance. So the spirit, the alliance of the spirit gives us utterance, utterance, utterance. In your work, receive utterance. In your work, receive utterance, expression, divine expression, physical expression by the Spirit in Jesus, Jesus' glorious name. Hallelujah. Point number seven, I feel so blessed. Are you blessed already? This is good. So we've seen the Spirit. We started, those of you who are just joining us, we started looking at the benefits of the spirit's alliance and number one we saw the spirit as a source of strength number two the spirit as an intercessor so number three the spirit as a sustainer of health number four the spirit as a life giver or a quickener of life and uh, number five the spirit as a witness and number six we've seen the spirit as a source of expression or utterance and the seventh one we are looking at is the spirit as an inspirer and a source of understanding, the spirit as an inspirer. Listen, you know, I have, uh, by God's grace, I've written four new books. That that inspiration was from the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you know, and and I I I was saying that I needed to get those away because I have I have about eight or nine books I'm working on. So I needed to get these out of the way. I mean, get them out of this. I finished writing these ones like a year ago. Get these out of the way so I can do the rest. Are you understanding? So look at Job 32, verse number 8. And I'm praying that somebody listening to me right now will receive inspiration, will receive understanding. Job 32, verse number 8. Job 32, verse number 8. Glory to God. Those of you listening on Facebook, God bless you for tuning in. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Job 32, 8 says, But there is a spirit in man. There is a spirit in humans. There is a spirit in us. That's our spirit, right? And the inspiration of the Almighty gives them understanding. Look at this beautiful thing. Again, I want you to understand that our spirit by itself cannot do much. It's like you have, you have a, a flashlight. If you don't connect it to the power source, we cannot do much. Okay? It's like you have you have a flashlight, but if you don't connect it to the power source, we cannot do much. If you have a computer, if you don't connect it to so our spirit by itself becomes more active and functional through the alliance of the spirit with the Holy Ghost. So here we see something that the, our spirit receives inspiration from the Almighty, which is the Holy Spirit. Okay, and that inspiration brings us understanding. Are you with me now? Receive inspiration for new things, inspiration for novel things by the supply of the Spirit. 
Receive understanding into difficult things. Receive understanding into difficult theories, into complex things by the fruit of the Spirit. Are you listening at all? Receive, receive understanding. Now, uh, this is so beautiful. This is the inspiration. Uh, my, one of my brothers, uh, Dr., Dr. Nana, he's been telling me, oh, he had this song. He's, he's, he's writing songs now. And I used to write songs many years ago. Now, when he started saying that, I understood what was at work. The inspirations, the alliance of the spirit has kicked in. And now his spirit is connected to the primordial spirit. And that spirit is ministering things onto his spirit. So suddenly his human body is there and he's hearing songs inside him. And he's singing new songs within him. Like you get up and I start writing new books that I've not talked talk to anybody about. This inspiration is coming. My, my, my little girls, my daughters, they write books. They write books. I, I, you don't even understand. They start writing books even at this age. So there is this inspiration by the supply of the spirit. And that inspiration comes with new ideas. Oh, some idea for business, some idea for a new shop, some idea for ministry, an idea for your children. There is this inspiration that is coming through the supply of the spirit. And that inspiration comes with understanding, understanding, understanding. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Get ready for this. Receive, receive inspiration now. Receive new songs. There are songs we don't even sing in church. We sing alone in our prayer closet. I sing new songs to God in prayer almost every day. Songs I've not heard from anywhere. But the alliance of the spirit is like a relationship. The primordial spirit ministers to your spirit so that he's teaching you how to access things by the spirit. Receive that spirit right now because there's a spirit in you already. All it needs is to connect to the spirit of the almighty and you have understanding. Shout, I have understanding. Shout, I receive inspiration. This is the same spirit or the alliance. This is the same thing that worked in Daniel. Thank you, man of God. Daniel chapter 1, verse number 20, and Daniel chapter 6, verse number 1 to 3. In Daniel chapter 1, verse number 20, the supply of the Spirit in Daniel by the alliance of spirits made Daniel and his colleagues 10 times better than specialists in their own field. Am I prophesying to somebody that you are going to be evaluated and you'll be found 10 times better by people who are specialized in that area. I get ready, get ready to be surprised by the supply of the Spirit. Daniel 1.20 said, And in all matters of wisdom and understanding. So whose specialty is wisdom? Whose specialty is understanding? Can we preach on that one? Whose specialty is this? It is the Spirit of God. He says, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them 10 times better, 10 times better than those who were specialized in that area. I want to prophesy to somebody listening to me right now that upon your evaluation, you will be found 10 times better than specialists ahead of you. You'll be found 10 times better. You'll be found 10 times better. Somebody scream 10 times better by the spirit 
Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Look at uh, Daniel 6, verse 1 to 3. And that is explaining how come they were found 10 times better. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, He pleased Darius to set over the kingdom. Daniel 6, verse, yeah. He pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three, um, over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps or the administrators might give account to him, so the king would not suffer loss. Verse 3, then Daniel distinguished himself, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the administrators, then this Daniel, then this Ohiniba, then this Stella, then this chief, then this Ethel, then this Nana, then this Kemi, mention your name, then this Jillian found distinguished themselves above governors and administrators. Why? Because of the alliance of the spirit in him. Because an excellent spirit was in him. An excellent spirit was in him. And the king could not ignore him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. The whole realm. Talaba. Ah, you are becoming the head of department. One of my friends, Dr. Fred, I told him one day after our prayer session, I see a chair being pushed to you from the department. It's a departmental chair. Listen, now he's sitting on it already. I'm prophesying to somebody listening to me right now. In the name of Jesus, the same spirit that worked in Daniel is at work in you, and you are going to this distinguish yourself you will be distinguished shout i'll be distinguished you will be distinguished above all the specialists and by this excellent spirit you cannot be ignored they will set you over departments they will set you over institutions they will set you over groups you are going to become the area head you are going to become the manager of this you are going to be distinguished in this you are going to become the departmental head the chair of this you are going to receive this benefit of the spirit's alliance somebody scream distinguished by the spirit Distinguished by the spirit. Distinguished. I am distinguished by the spirit. My wife is distinguished by the spirit. Our children are distinguished by the spirit. Our ministry is distinguished by the spirit. Yes, we are distinguished above all that stand and compete with us. We are distinguished by the excellency of the spirit alliance. Glory, glory, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. I am distinguished. Are you here at all? Are you here at all? I say, I am distinguished in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This is so good. Mighty God, the Spirit as a source of understanding and inspiration. You are distinguished in the name of Jesus. By this excellent Spirit. 
You are set apart in the name of Jesus. When I told a few people I'd have four more booths, they were surprised. So when I was alone, I was saying to myself, but why is this surprising people? I actually have about eight or ten I'm writing. Listen, there's a spirit in man. Hallelujah. And that spirit, that inspiration from the almighty spirit gives my spirit understanding. My spirit has understanding. Your spirit receive understanding. Inspiration for new songs inspiration for business inspiration for novelty inspiration for things that have not been you will be distinguished you will be preferred you will be found better when you are evaluated let every evaluation come you are found better by the excellent spirit glory to jesus hallelujah hallelujah so i think that was the sixth or seventh point i've lost my count probably that's the sixth point it's the sixth Oh, that's the seventh point. Yeah, a seventh point. And then finally, the eighth point is the spirit as God's investigator. The spirit as God's investigator. Now, that is the fearful thing I want to bring your mind to about. You understand? Now, the spirit through the alliance with the Holy Ghost does many things for us. It, it is our source of strength for our weakness. It is our intercessor. It brings us intercession. Is uh, the the strength, our sustenance in health, um, and all the other things I've said. But finally, one of the things that's also unique is that this same spirit is God's lens, is God's investigator. Proverbs chapter twenty, verse number twenty-seven. Proverbs chapter twenty, verse number twenty-seven. Proverbs twenty twenty-seven. He says that the spirit of a person is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of the person is a candle of the Lord. Hallelujah. And with it, the Lord searches all the inward parts of this person. So this spirit, this same spirit that aligns with that spirit is the lamp of the Lord, searching the inner depths of your heart. It is this same spirit that reports you to God. That is why I said that the cry of Sodom was not just physical but spiritual because the spirits that were being corrupted, the spirits whose host, the, the bodies, were being corrupted through sexual perversion and also they were also not kind to strangers and they were oppressing people. Those, those spirits are the lens through which God investigates the case. So when you read Genesis 18, the Bible says the Lord said to Abraham, the outcry of Sodom is great. The outcry both from the oppressed and the spirits. So God now goes in there and looks at the spirits and through the spirit in them examines them thoroughly. And they were found guilty. And they were found guilty. They were found guilty. The spirit is God's investigator. The spirit is God's investigator. And God uses that. Sometimes God wants to bless you. I think there's a scripture I think it's Hosea 7, one of them, Hosea 7 or Lamentations. He says, and when Ephraim would be would have been healed, then their iniquities were found in them. When God would have healed Ephraim, then iniquities were revealed. So the spirit in Ephraim, now when God looked into the spirit to, to finalize his move for healing and restoration, the spirit expressed the sins and the, the troubles and the evil things in Ephraim that this was not, was not, you know, the, the healing didn't come back again. Hosea 7.1, he says, and when 
I would have healed them, then their iniquity was uncovered. The uncovering of iniquities and secret sins are coming from the spirit also. So the thing is so wonderful and severe. Are you with me at all? Are you being blessed? Are you being blessed? So back to my main scripture before I close. This has been so good that I see why the devil was fighting me mentally. Listen, we need the spirit alliance to be strong mentally, to be strong physically, to be strong emotionally, to be strong. In, and and there, are, there are reasons why we can benefit from the fuel or the supply of the spirit. I'm so excited. Glory to Jesus. Now let's look at, in closing, let's back to my main scripture in Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 14. So Proverbs 18, 14 said, that you don't have to show it. It said that the spirit of a person shall sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken or a wounded spirit? So if your spirit, and now we have spoken about all these eight positive things from the spirit. If your spirit becomes wounded, if your spirit becomes broken, now listen to me. Now, this brokenness is not broken heart. You know, a relationship didn't go well, broken heart. A disappointment in some business, broken heart. No, 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 no. This is talking about the health of your spirit. If your spirit is not healthy, if your spirit is not pure, if your spirit is not right with the primordial spirit, then good things are going to happen. You, the body, that host of that spirit, you cannot bear it. It's, it's, it's so dangerous. You cannot bear when that spirit is broken. You expose yourself to the wrath of God. You expose yourself to the anger of God. You cannot bear a broken spirit. When a spirit is broken, your, your body may be broken. That's why I said in the beginning, death, as we all know, is when the physical body gets broken to a stem beyond repair, then the spirit has to exit. What people don't realize is sometimes the reverse is more common in our lives. It's just they don't see. Sometimes God calls the spirit out, regardless of the state of the body, because he's sparing that righteous person from judgment. The second time is sometimes the spirit himself cries out to God to live. And that it happens with Abel. And that was happening to Abel after he died. And then also with Sodom, the cry. All right. And then here we even see that the spirit is the one that reports to God. Hosea 7 says, when I was ready to heal them, their iniquity was uncovered. And the Bible says that the light that the Lord uses to investigate our, our hearts is the spirit. So the spirit can do that. Now, what we are seeing here is that when that spirit gets broken, it cannot help you. It cannot intercede for you. It cannot give you strength. It cannot restrain sickness. It cannot give you utterance. It cannot give you inspiration. That spirit is broken. That spirit, you, you will struggle as a host, as a human body, a physical body, to host such a broken spirit. And then the second thing is that the spirit also cannot help you. So you are at a dual loss. The spirit cannot bear any infirmity. Let me show you two examples before we close. First Samuel chapter 4 verse 19 to 22, a young girl, a pastor's daughter-in-law, a young girl, a pastor's daughter-in-law, he had married this pastor's son, and the ministry was good, even though the boy was messing up, but the boy's father was a pure man of God. I'm talking about Ellie and her, his daughter-in-law. Now, Ellie, something happened. This was a young girl. She wasn't ready to die. She, it was not time to die. I'm telling you. 
I'm telling you for you to understand why it is important to keep your spirit. Why it is important to build your spirit. Because I've given you eight benefits of the spirit. And some of them I even combined them as two. So it's over 10 benefits of the spirit. Now here we see a broken spirit. In 1 Samuel 4, 19, now his daughter-in-law, Ellie. So listen, let's even read from 18. Then it happened when he made mention of the ark of God. Man of God, go to 17. Go up, let me, let me make it better. All right. So then the man said to Ellie, I am he who came from the battle. And I fled today from the battle line. Okay. And he said, what happened, my son? So the messenger said, Israel has fled before the Philistines. And there has been a great slaughter among the people. Also, your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. They are dead. And the ark of God has been captured. Now, when he, when he mentioned that Israel had fled before the Philistines, when he mentioned that even his two children were dead, the man was still okay. He was sitting there. But the moment he said, the emblem and the token of God's presence has been taken away. At the mention of that, oh, Ellie, such a great righteous man. At the mention of the, the, the taking away of God's back, Ellie fell backwards. And he broke his neck and he died. Okay? Now he died. And he had judged Israel. Now look at what happened. He had a young daughter-in-law who was not as old as Ellie. Who was not as heavy and obese as Ellie. You see, they are now saying he died, you know, when he fell, his neck hit because he was very big. And, you know, he was old and heavy. That's what the Bible is saying. All right. Now in verse 19 says, his daughter-in-law was pregnant with child. And she was, she was in the time of labor. Now, when she heard the news that the ark of God had been captured, for her, it was all of it. I'm talking about a broken spirit. Early spirit was broken. Early spirit got broken just by that. But the girl's one was severe because she was young. It wasn't time for her to die. When she heard that the ark had been captured and her father-in-law had died, and her husband had died. Suddenly, her spirit was broken. Her spirit that could have sustained her during her infirmity, during labor, during her weakness, that spirit was now broken. And when that spirit broke, she had no desire to live again. Her strength failed not because physically she had no strength. Her strength failed because her spirit got broken. Her spirit got broken and Proverbs 18, 14 says, this spirit shall sustain you when you need strength. Now, this spirit is broken. It cannot even support this girl. So we see a girl in labor and when labor pains came upon her and she gave birth, then she died. Now, when she was dying, she even the child, she didn't even bother to look at the child. Why? The spirit had now been broken. The spirit that should hold her, that should sustain her, that should encourage her, that spirit is gone. He says, no, it's broken. That's why the Bible says, when these spirits get broken, you cannot even bear it. You cannot bear it. The things that will come out of you, the, God, the spirit is the one that will give you utterance. Now, the utterance she spoke was wrong. He said, this child is called Ichabod. The glory has departed. This is a severe thing. She died because the spirit got broken. Look at 2 Samuel 17, 23. Ahitophel, 
when second Samuel 17:23, when Ahitophel saw that his advice was not followed, he saddled a donkey and arose and went home to his city. Then he put his household in order and he hanged himself and died. And he was buried. This is it. There are many examples in scripture concerning people whose spirits were broken. You see, and Judas hanged himself and Cain, he got broken. You see, so we need to get to this point. If, how, do you, how do you build your spirit against brokenness? Because of my time, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 says, For this reason I bow down my knees to God, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant according to the riches in his glory, that you will be strengthened in might to your spirit. So in your inner man receives strength. So the spirit that is able to receive these things is a spirit that is cleansed by God. It's a spirit that walks away from sin. It's a spirit that is healthy. It's a renewed spirit. Isaiah 40, 31 says that even the young shall be weary and they shall run and they will faint. He says they will utterly fall by those that wait upon the Lord. Waiting on God does not give us physical muscles. It builds our spiritual capacity. So those that wait upon God to build their spirit, he says, those people shall mount up with wings as eagles. Those people shall run and not be weary. This is the beauty of the spirit. Are you with me? Deuteronomy says, Moses was 120 and his eyes were not dim and his natural force was not abated. The strength of Moses' physical body was because of the health of his spirit. Paul said, physical exercise is good. I've been working on myself and working on my weight and going for exercises. Physical exercise is good. But he says, it profits just a little because it has no effect on that spirit. But spiritual exercise profited much. We saw Moses living so long because of the strength of his spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you honor for today. And all that you have done, the wonderful things you have done, we celebrate it, Lord. We honor you, O God. We honor you. We honor you in the name of Jesus. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you do a new work in our lives. You do a good work in our lives. You, you bring order into our spirits, Lord. We ask for the witness of the Spirit. We ask for the strength of the Spirit. We ask for the inspiration of the Spirit. We ask for the expressions of the Spirit. We pray that our lives be sustained by the Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, we receive sustenance right now. We receive sustenance right now. We receive sustenance. Lay your hand on your body, any part where you are sick, lay your hand there right now. And we receive, we receive sustenance right now in the name of Jesus. Receive sustenance, receive sustenance. Lay your hand on your chest. And one hand toward the screen, we receive sustenance in our bodies in the blessed name of Jesus. 